Hi everyone, I'm Mark Mulholland. Welcome to The Upbeat, a podcast about perseverance and hope. I'm so glad you chose to listen to this episode because I'm joined today by an incredible young lady who has endured her share of hardship as she battles non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. Yet this 18-year-old from Catskill, New York, epitomizes resilience. And after you hear her story, I think you'll agree she is a true inspiration. I'm pleased to welcome Navaya Chapel. Navaya, thanks for joining us. Hi. <laughs> Tell me a little bit about you. What do you love to do? I love dance. I love to do makeup, I love to do crafts. It's a lot, it's a lot. I like to do hair. Oh, you do? Yeah, I know how to braid and sew and all that good stuff. Uh, I, yeah. you, li- you like music, I know that. <sighs> you have no idea. <laughs> you have no idea. Um, any particular artists that you like? Harry, Harry Styles. Harry, just first name. I mean, you're on a first name basis with him, right? I mean, he, we are married. <laughs> um, now, Harry Styles, why, why do you like Harry Styles so much? Because, I, I mean, I've always loved him, always cared. When he was with 1D, right? With yeah, him. and then um, I actually stopped listening to his, stopped listening to his music um, around like 10th grade. And then once we went into quarantine, I started listening to it again and brought the whole new love back. Why did you stop listening? Um, Just other interests at the time or other yeah, musical interests? Yeah, it was other different songs that I liked, other interests and stuff. It was just life. So that Harry is kind of what we have in connection, you and I have in connection. Um, your teacher, Wendy Casolino, nominated you for a Kelly's Angels Fund grant, uh, knowing that you deserved something special to make you smile. Uh, tell me about when you received our letter letting you know that we were going to be sending you to Harry Styles. Well, I woke up from a nice good old nap. <laughs> Don't you love naps? Gotta love it. And I, Miss Castellino was calling me and she was like, are you awake? And I'm like, yeah. She was like, sit up, sit up. And I'm like, can't really sit up at the moment, but okay. <laughs> and she was like, guess what? And I was like, what? She was like, you're going to Harry Styles. And at the time, my vocal cords wasn't really up to par. Yeah. So I couldn't really scream, but I screamed, <laughs> and I got real excited. You weren't supposed to be screaming. Yeah. Um, any, uh, well, let's talk about that. Let's talk about you went to the concert. Tell me about that experience. It was great. I've never, well, I've, been, I've driven through New York City to get to, like, Albany and New York, um, stuff like that, but I've never actually been in the city. So to be there was absolutely great. The lines were long. And I was just like, wow, I'm good. That's like, that's my first concert. So I'm like, my first concert is the first not really want to see the most. And I was like, oh my goodness, I'm so excited. Oh, it was absolutely great. So it was at Madison Square Garden. Yes. Um, you get there early? What, yeah. Um. Yeah, we got there a little bit earlier, like a couple minutes, maybe like 10 minutes, 10, 15 minutes. You didn't know where your seats were at the time. Tell me about all that. Um, yeah, it was confusing. Cause like the picture that I saw on the Madison Square Garden, it was like, <clears throat> excuse me. It was like way different from what the actual area was, which was obviously great. Um, but I mean, 
I ain't never been to nothing like that day in my life. <laughs> it was absolutely great. It was like they had food, they had whatever you wanted. If you needed anything, let them know. And it was private. And, you know, you just look directly at him and he sees me and I see him. And it's just <laughs> still thinking about it. Well, we saw some, uh, Ms. Casalino took some video. Yeah, uh, we saw that, and we were all blown away because it was so. It seemed so pure. I mean, when when Harry first came out, t describe your reaction. Well, I was with my cousin, and I turned to him, and I started shaking him because I'm like, "Listen, his name is Zai," and I was like, "Zai, he's coming out, he's coming out," and I was like, "Okay." I took all my jewelry off. I started taking my lashes off because I knew I was gonna cry. I took my shoes off. I moved everything out of the way. So I was like, this is about to be a good night. And then he came out and I just dropped. And then I picked up, I was crying. I was like, look at him. He's just so beautiful. <laughs> like, and his songs just, they just speak to me. What songs in particular? What are some of the songs you like? Too many to mention? Are we starting from the first album to now? Well, we got time. Okay, cool. So his first album, I love Kiwi. That's one of my favorite songs. Sweet Creature, Sign of the Times. And probably Meet Me in the Hallway. And then on his second album, Fine Line, Adore You, hmm. Sunflower, Cannon Moon, yeah, I like upbeat songs, To Be So Lonely, Fallen, and then his new album, mostly all of them, to be honest. I listen to the whole entire album. You, any of them, uh, as you've battled on Hodgkin's lymphoma and you've had some uh, side effects related to that too, some mm -hmm. difficult some uh, difficult challenges, Navaya, any of them in particular spoken to you? Have any of them helped you as you've as you've battled it all? Are there any inspirational messages in any, um, any of them? I would just have to say uh, Adore You because, I mean, it's an upbeat song and I'm an upbeat person and it's like, walk through fire for you and just like, oh, you love me. <laughs> what about the song Matilda? Do you know that song? Yes. Um, there's a line in it that goes, you showed me a power that's strong enough to bring sun to the to darkest, darkest day. Oh, you know, you're finishing the line for me here. Yeah. Um, that occurs to me that that might be a good one as you battle here. Have, have you thought about that? Oh, yeah. No, yeah. that one makes me cry. Yeah. I love that song. It's like, it reminds me of myself because it's like I've been through a lot. Even prior to me getting cancer, it was a lot. So... The fact that, you know, he's putting that all into one song, it's like, how dare you make me cry like this? <laughs> um, but, you, but you had a good time overall. Mm -hmm. Safe to say you had a good time. You took a limo down, yes. right? You took a limo down and, yes. and had, uh, had enough time to get there and enough yeah. time to get back. Mm -hmm. um, let's talk a little bit more. Let's switch gears a little bit and talk okay. a little bit about some of the challenges you've faced health-wise. What, what do you have coming up? What, what have you been through and what do you have coming up, Navaya? Well, at the moment, um, my, my reconstruction surgery for my esophagus has been canceled because I had my PET scan and they saw something. They don't know exactly what it is yet. So they're going to schedule a, bi a biopsy. Hopefully they schedule it like next week or something because I have an appointment. And um, yeah, so that's canceled. And I have to wait six weeks to my next scan to see if there's a difference. Is that hard not knowing what's going on? Is that... It bothers me, but can't really care about it. I mean, I care, 
but... But you can't do much about it. Yeah, I can't. If I can't control the situation, I don't want to think about it. You're smart. Um, when were you first diagnosed? October last year. Of 2021? Uh-huh. So a little over a year ago. Yeah. And you've had surgery since. Have you had... Tell me about some of what you've had to endure. Um, well, I got... I had my biopsy. I was awake for that. Um was a lot already there and then as as they started killing the tumor as they started treatment and stuff I was on a trial but then I had to get off of that but as they started killing the tumor they saw that it put holes in my esophagus so whenever I was eating drinking anything it would just come back up and I would be throwing up and I'll throw blood right after that because the pressure and then um when I would go to sleep, my oxygen level would drop. So I had to be on oxygen for a little bit. And then eventually they was like, okay, we're gonna put you on stint. Put, they put stints in and that didn't work. And then they gave me a G tube, which is in my stomach. It's a gastro tube sure, yeah. for our meds, feeds and stuff. And they started using that. And then they was like, well, you can't eat now. And I was like, okay. And then Eventually, they was like, well, you have fluid in your lungs. So they had to put me to sleep again for that, and they had to get that out. And then stuff just kind of went downhill. Snowballs, Yeah, right? it was just, I had almost had pneumonia twice, and I had, like, fluid in my lungs, like, three times. How are you now? Oh, I'm good. You have an amazing attitude. You're, I mean, people aren't seeing this, but you're bubbly, effervescent, and you've got these issues that you're describing. But It's the antidepressants. <laughs> they really help. And you've got a good sense of humor, too. Thank you. Um, so we were concerned when, when uh, we wanted to send you to see Harry Styles, when Kelly's Angels wanted to send you to see Harry Styles, we wanted to make sure you were well enough. Mm -hmm. You were well during all that? You were, you, I think you were going to go anyway. Yeah, but. oh, I was going to go, no matter what. But surprisingly, I was. Um, I've been out of the hospital since March, maybe April, but I've been out of the hospital for a while, so I had time to gather my strength and stuff. So, and the adrenaline, all the, the adrenaline rush was just, yeah, I did some things that I didn't know I could do. <laughs> I got down on the floor, I got back up. It was crazy, it was crazy, Adre absolutely crazy. Adrenaline's a powerful drug. Yeah. Um, what, what have you learned about yourself through all this, through all these these challenges? Um, uh, I don't Are think... you stronger than you thought? Yeah. Yeah, I think. I mean, it's different. So, I mean, I have different scenarios for everything. So, like, it depends on the scenario. So, I feel like this showed my, kind of my mental strength because physically, I was fine. I was ready to move, get up and walk. But mentally, I was just like, I don't wanna do this. I'm tired, I'm drained. These people are annoying. I wanna go home, I wanna be comfortable. This is enough, like, it was a lot. I would have like nightmares. I have PTSD. I, the smell of alcohol pads freak me out. Yeah. Going into the hospital, I have to take a deep breath because I'm like, and I try to walk as fast as I can, get to my area, get in and get out. I don't wanna be there any longer than what I am. But, yeah. So you're not looking forward to coming up with no. some of no. you get her to Boston? And, um, 
We're going to take a quick break to thank our sponsors. When we come back, we'll learn more about you mm. and get your advice for how you stay so hopeful and how you stay so strong in the, in the cool. midst of your challenges. We'll be right back. Support for Kelly's Angels comes from the students and faculty at Southlands Falls High School in upstate New York who hold a 24-hour marathon dance each year to benefit local charities. Kelly's Angels is proud to be among the beneficiaries of the 2022 South High Marathon Dance. We are grateful for their generosity and kindness. Support also comes from Stewart's Shops, an employee and family-owned convenience store chain serving eastern upstate New York and southwestern Vermont. And from Noble Ace Hardware in South Glens Falls, New York, which offers competitive pricing and high-quality products for just about anything you need. For more than 30 years, the team at Noble Ace has delivered on its promise to be the most helpful hardware store in town by providing excellent customer service that exceeds expectations and reflects family values during each and every visit. Now back to my dad's interview. Wendy, you are a teacher of Nevias. Tell me about yourself and tell me about your connection to Nevaya. Okay, well... I grew up in Catskill, went to school in Catskill, and I always knew that I wanted to be a teacher. So I went to St. Rose and became a teacher. I started there in 1992, so this is my 31st year of teaching there. What do you teach? Uh, I am special ed in social studies, so I go into the classrooms with uh, 9th, 10th, 11th, and 12th grade social studies teachers, and we work together. So I first met Navaya in 9th grade mm -hmm. when she came here, and so having her in social studies for all four, you know, grade levels, I've gotten to know her, you know, quite well. And um, for a while there, you know, had her in ninth grade, then 10th grade was when the spring when COVID hit. And then we kind of lost contact because most of the teachers did with the students as well. And then we were going back to virtual. We were going to start off virtual for her junior year. And she was up in Albany at her aunt's house. And I was like, all right, this is not working. Navai is definitely a person that needs to um, be in school in order to be successful. So we arranged for transportation to come down. And well, they came up, they picked you up, what, 530 in the morning? And about? that was before she was diagnosed? Right. Yes. Okay. Six. Yeah, six o'clock, they would pick her up in Albany, bring her down to school so that way she could participate. And then she, you know, did much better in the school year. And then she finished her junior year and she says, I'm moving back down to Georgia and I'm going to be with my mom and I'm going to graduate from Georgia. Turned out to be a blessing in disguise that she called me in August and told me that when she went to register in Georgia, she was going to have to repeat her junior year. Um, they weren't going to accept a lot of the credits that she had taken in New York. And so she's like, I'm not going to repeat the year. I'm going to come back. So that turned out to be a blessing in disguise that we got to have her come back. And, you know, when she first came back, um, it was like the third week in September, I want to say. And she couldn't really speak. She was like whispering. And I was like, what is wrong with your voice? And she said, so the doctor says I have pleurisy. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. I don't know if it was like the ER or whatever that she went to. And then it was upon further testing, you know, in October that um, they found out. And I was speaking about it before. You know, she was in the hospital and it was the day of her prom, which was, I believe, October 8th or 9th. It was a Friday. And her father was told to bring in her prom gown. And her prom date had had flowers brought up to Albany Med, and they were going to FaceTime her from the prom, and she went in to have the stents put in her lungs, and it didn't go as planned. The surgery went much longer, so she, she missed that event, and it was that night that she ended up on a ventilator, sure. 
So I went up to see her the next morning, and that was when the first time she was on a ventilator, and she stayed on that until um, November 10th. I remember it was a Thursday. It was Veterans Day last year, and there was no school. So I went up to see her, and she was brought down for testing, and I had her mother on the one side of me, father on the other side of me, and I was right where her bed was. She wasn't brought back up yet, and the oncologist, you know, came up and told her parents, there's nothing more that we can do for her here. Um, you know, we need to get her to Boston. And if it was my child, I would get her to Boston. You know, and they, of course, you know, they both broke down and I, you know, was that, I was like, oh God, what do I do now? You know? And, um, yeah, so. Sorry, I, will, I have. She had no idea that any of this was going on. Well, you didn't know this story. No. You didn't no, know. Not until not, the spring, I think. Yeah. Not until a couple of weeks ago, actually, because I, you remember me laughing at this story. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, so she went out she, that Thursday. She was out, brought out to Boston by that Saturday. And, um, you know, the first surgery, I think it was like 16 and a half hours long. And um, they had to repair the three holes in her esophagus and then, you know, detach the intestines and do the feeding tube. And then she was going through treatment there. And they had this big, and I can't remember the pro what the program is offhand, but she got a bead for each type of treatment that she went through. And she got to create a necklace out of it. It was you know. a line that goes on your um, on your... On the pole, yeah, and you put it on there, and it's your IV pole. You put it yeah, right, yeah, and it's just like different things that you went through, and it's just a whole different beads, and each bead has Represent. a meaning. Mm -hmm. Got it. Show, and, shows and that you can finally came back. Like I want to say it was like the week before Christmas, mm -hmm. and they had a Christmas tree in her room. You know, she was back at Albany Med, and she got to decorate that. Her father. Well, I didn't do all that. Well, your, her father sent me picture. Well, you were decorating. I did see a picture of you in a wheelchair where oh, you were putting. That was the first time. So then, um, you know, when she came out of the hospital and she was well enough, you know, I started tutoring her because she wanted to get through, um, walk across the stage for graduation in June. And I said, I'll do whatever it takes. So I would drive up to Albany or sometimes we would do it virtually. And, um, we, you know, we got her to graduate. And then she, when she was in the hospital, she said to me, I have a request. I need you to, to do me a favor. And I said, what? And she goes, I want you to help me um, celebrate my 18th birthday. I want you to help me plan the party. And I want it to be prom themed since I missed my prom. So I said, no problem. We're on it. So we created the invitation together. And I got our local Elks Club to donate the place. We had teachers um, make the food and everything. I had a baker you know, help us with cupcakes and stuff. And our school business club were the DJs, and we did a police escort. So the Capital Region Law Enforcement Motorcycle Club took on this, and we had um, at the thruway. Yeah. She was in a classic car, and they escorted her through town to where the birthday party awesome. was. And uh, yeah, it was a big yeah. parade, yeah. and it was great. She felt like you know she's just waving with the top <laughs> down, going through town. You're so, so you're so shy in the bio. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a great time. So, but I'll tell you, it was really great seeing her walk across that stage. You know, I decorated her cap saying, not even cancer could stop me. And, you know, and she just walked across that stage with a big smile on her face. Her mom had come up from Georgia. A lot of family members there. It was great, wasn't it? Yeah. And <laughs> Wendy, you also got to uh, be there for Harry Styles. Tell me about that experience. So, so Kelly's Angels sent Nevaeh to see Harry Styles at Madison Square Garden in New York City. Uh, as Nevaeh told us, Harry Styles is the love of her life, and, and she is the love of his, apparently. Yeah. Um, but uh, that was arranged through one of our board members, Allison Sinikowski, who was able to arrange for tickets and a special experience. But, Wendy, you were there as a, at, a, at a front row seat with Nevaeh okay, for that. Okay, well, 
First of all, I mean, I knew who Harry Styles was, but I wasn't really familiar with all his music. Had a Cinderella list. Well, first of all, I ended up buying all of his albums on iTunes. <laughs> so I could like like the she's... weirdest thing, because her daughter was like, we have Spotify. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know all that stuff. So then we got his concert playlist, and we narrowed it down. And then, you know, I had those 20-some songs on my playlist. So every time I was driving up and down the throughway, Northway, I was listening to it. So I felt, you know, great, confident. We even listened to the playlist on our way down in the limo. And then when we got there, you know, I, I think it was, I didn't know until that night that it was her first concert. And so I think that made it even more special. And then watching it through her eyes. And like I said, when I sent you that video that night when we were on our way back of her crying, and I mean, it just, it made it, that much more special. It was great. Yeah, that, <laughs> I'll do it again. That was that was pretty awesome. Um, did you let me tell you a little bit about Kelly's Angels? Because I guess I don't. Yeah. I never did that. So uh, every year, uh, we, in addition to helping uh, children who've lost a parent to cancer or a sibling to cancer, we also help families and and people and children who are currently battling illness or other life-threatening events. Mm -hmm. uh, but we also give out uh, scholarships. Uh, to uh, graduating seniors who have overcome adversity so they can use them toward higher education, higher education of, of their choice. Um, and that's something we've done for the past seven or eight years. We, we only can help a small number of schools because we just, we have a finite amount of money, but we help Saratoga and uh, Glens Falls and Queensbury and South Glens Falls, mostly around here where my late wife Kelly uh, who, yes. who Kelly's Angels is named after. She lived around here and taught at schools around here too. So, so we mostly do that. But um, it seems that, uh, that uh, maybe we could expand at some point because I'd love to be able to expand into Albany and Catskill and places like that. Um, but I, I just wanted you to let you know a, a little bit more about that. Wendy, you've been an educator for 31 years. Um, but what have you learned from Navaya, what have you learned as you've watched her persevere? I have never seen anyone with her strength, you know, that she just takes every, you know, hurdle that she's uh, had to face. And she's like, all right, well, how can I turn this around and make it into a positive thing? And, you know, I, I, I know people usually consider me to be very positive and upbeat too, but she just takes it to a whole new level. She said that she might want to pursue pediatric nursing. Yes. You think she'd make a great nurse? I do. Even though she says she doesn't like children. Oh, I don't. <laughs> but I think you going through this experiencing and seeing how the nurses have helped you, that you'd be able to take that experience. Yeah. I mean, it's not like I don't like kids. It's just, you know, as long as they're not my kids, you see? Because <laughs> I can't give my kids back. I got to keep them. I'd rather just give them back to the parent. I ain't got to worry about well, that. Well, that would be perfect then in nursing. Do you think whatever she pursues, she'd be good at? Yes. Good student, I mean, potential, good potential? Oh, yeah. She, you know, she was always conscientious about, you know, doing well in her classes. Even, you know, when uh, we were doing one of these classes that both her and I were like... This accounting. Account, accounting. Oh, God, like, no. Whoa, these T-charts and everything else, and we were like lost. I'm with you. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. Uh, so, I, I'm, as I mentioned, every year, Kelly's Angels gives out scholarships uh, to area students who... Uh, have persevered through adversity uh, and who have given back to others and helped others in some way. Miss um, Casalino, do you think Navaya would meet those criteria? I do. do. You think she, okay. I do. Well, we typically give the, the scholarships out in May. 
However, Navaya, our volunteer board, voted unanimously this week to award you with a $1,500 scholarship so you can use it toward college. No strings attached. If you're going to pursue higher education in some way, it's our pleasure to give you a $1,500 scholarship. What do you think of that? Wow. You know, <laughs> thank you. Maybe college wouldn't be such a bad thing. <laughs> but we're here for you. If, you, if that's the route you pursue, you yeah. would be getting a, a $1,500 scholarship from Kelly's Angels. Thank you. I'm excited now. <laughs> Wendy, what do you think of that? I think it's great. Uh, you know, I know, I know once she gets past this next hurdle that, you know, she's going to, you know, she'll, she'll do well. You know, we, we did think she was going to ready to start because we knew in Boston for November, they said it was a six to eight week recovery. So we were hoping by mid-January she'd be able to start the semester. But now we just have Three to, to six see. weeks. So now we just have to see, you know, what we're going to do and find out the next plan. I told her I'll be there for whatever she needs. Awesome. And that's great to see your friendship blossom, too, as, as Nevaeh has needed a little helping hand. Nevaeh, anything else you want to add? She's a little too close. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> I, me... If, if, I'm sarcastic, so I like to make jokes. I like to have fun. I like to make the best of everything. Yeah, life is good in some ways. But no, there's nothing else I'm going to say. Thank life you for good, inviting me. I mean, we're happy to have you, but uh, life is good. And, and I think that's a good place to end this because despite the challenges that you've faced, you still have a smile on your face and you're still persevering and the, your final thought when I asked you if you had anything to say was life is good. I mean, I have no other choice but to persevere because she and my family, they're not going to let me give up. So I'm stuck. I'm stuck for life. Um, Wendy, anything else you'd like to add? No, I think, I think we did great. I think you both did great, too. Uh, thank you for being on The Upbeat. Thank you for sharing your story. We will continue to send you positive thoughts and prayers, of course. Thanks to everyone to, for listening. If you like today's episode, please leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have a story you want to share or ideas or for future episodes, please email us at kellysangelsinc at gmail.com. I'm Mark Mulholland. Until next time, stay on The Upbeat. If you enjoy The Upbeat, please subscribe and leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. If you have topics you'd like us to cover on The Upbeat, please send your ideas to theupbeatpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. On behalf of the volunteer board of Kelly's Angels and the families we help who are facing life-threatening conditions, thank you for listening to The Upbeat. Nice job, McKenna Rose. Thanks, Dad. You too. <laughs>